Hi, this is Tony Tolado, and this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our own humanity. Every year, sooner or later, we either tune in or stumble upon the Yule Log playing endless holiday music. Casper Kelly wrote and directed Yule Log, a holiday horror fest filled with familiar tropes and lots of blood. We chat with him in a moment. Really, my, my first question has got to be, it's not, usually everybody asks, how did this all come together? But to me, what really came together was mixing all these different things in this gumbo of a movie <laughs> and uh, having, how did these ideas kind of, where, where did they come from a little bit? I mean, you had, oh my God, you had every kind of cliche in there you could and and we loved you for it because it was great. Well, I that's a great question. I think it was a, a number of factors. One is I've wanted to make a movie for so long and then I get this chance. So I have too many ideas for one movie, but screw it. Why don't I just put them all in one movie? So yeah, like rather than having to pick one lane, I just said, why not do three movies at the same time in one movie uh, was part of it. And I think also um, too, too many cooks was one of the most successful things I've done. I, and I love doing it. So it felt right to try to use some of that aspect of mixing things, layering things in the movie as well. They say Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I agree. And I think uh, even though this was originally called The Fireplace, I think Yule Log, this is the Yule Log movie that everybody should see this time of year. I really thought it was perfect for that. Excellent. Can we put that on the poster now? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. You're, you're also, from a technical standpoint, you're filming in pretty much a, a small place, or at least it looked that way. How did that work out logistically? Hey, like you're, you're shooting different vignettes in different places. So how did that actually work out for you? Yeah, it is a good question. We shot it uh, in Decatur, Georgia, which is a, a, a town next to Atlanta uh, where I live. And we were lucky that we, because we, I imagined it shooting it in like blue, the Blue Ridge Mountains, where a lot of people in Atlanta will go vacation. Um, but we didn't have the budget. We would have to put up an entire crew in the mountains in various cabins, and we just didn't have the money for that. So we were lucky to find a house that looked like a mountain cabin right here in the city. And I've already forgotten the rest of your question, which was what was yeah, logistically how? Oh, 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 you know, yes. And the a thing, the thing that happened that was real lucky was we looked at another house two doors down that we were also considering for a location. And what they, the producers at media team decided to do was they rented the other house as well for everything else, makeup, wardrobe, actors waiting, you know, everything else. And that was a lifesaver because to have trailers or something would have been miserable, you know? So we, we rented a house two doors down for, so that was a lot of the logistics. Oh, that's cool. Uh, as far as their special effects in this uh, and um, so, yeah, how did that work out? It, it's hard to determine. It looks like a lot of it was practical though. Yes, it was a combination of practical effects led uh, by this person, Shane Morton, who of uh, Silver Scream effects, who 
I've worked with a long time. He did the Cheddar Goblin in Mandy. He worked on a show with me, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. And he just loves to do things with blood and monster faces and costumes. And then the other component of that was the digital side, which was Derek King and Ben Martin. And uh, Derek, I also work with on Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell because it's a show, show set in hell. So there's... Uh, digital fire and so forth. So it was sort of an outgrowth of that. And it was a little more than they all expected uh, to have to do. It ended up being a lot more effects than we thought. So there was a lot of late nights uh, for all of us. Casting wise, uh, how did you find all these folks? I mean, uh, they were they were all good at what they did in the roles that they played and uh, got so many wonderful cliches in this. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, I I do this sh- I did this show Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell and we would have money to fly in actors from out of town but sometimes for a smaller role like a day player like a waiter or something we would cast local and I worked with this casting agency um Big Picture we ended up liking some of those people so much that we would just cast local people for bigger and bigger roles so when it came time to do this which is an indie movie in an indie budget I I just felt like there's such a great pool of actors here. Furthermore, you know, we shoot so many movies in Georgia now because of the tax credit, like Ant-Man and so forth. There's just a deep bench of wonderful actors here. And, but I'm glad you liked them. I, I, I thought they were great too. Yeah. From a technical standpoint, I I love that, you know, we're, we're so used to seeing the Yulog every year. That's how you start the movie. And then you kind of build from there. And then you realize, Oh, this is not a regular Eulog. But what I think is really cool, since I'm kind of a sound guy, is all these sound effects kind of come in initially to kind of tell you something is going, is something's going to happen. Talk about that aspect of it and kind of starting there and then kind of pulling out and showing a heck of a lot more. Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I did a test of it where I just literally shot my own fireplace and someone walking in front and added some sound just to see if it would work. We liked it because it made you curious. The fact that you couldn't see it and you could hear it gave this amazing tension of wanting to know what's happening. So, uh, and then also I've worked on, we're kind of in a renaissance now of um, radio plays uh, and telling stories through sound. And I'm not talking like narrating a story, but it is just something's unfolding and you can, infer what's happening through uh, through sound. I, I've done these uh, three stories for this podcast called The Truth, which they do really, it's an anthology show like Black Mirror, but audio, and they do mm. great work. So I, I guess I was inspired by that. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you liked that. Mm-hmm. That's in, funny in, fact, in fact, the original idea was to do the whole movie um, that on a tight shot of the fireplace, but I, I, I decided that's too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that... Well, it, it worked the way you used the camera. I really appreciated that. More on the Yule Log with Casper Kelly in a moment. Let's get back to this holiday horror treat. Uh, it's funny, but you mentioned anthology. I kind of thought, like, this is a uh, anthology meets an independent film, and this is what you get. You know, it's like <laughs> so many stories, and uh, and they and. And the Yule Log is what brings them all together, which I thought was cool. <laughs> but uh, logistically, when you're shooting this, you probably don't shoot it in order. So you've got to make sure 
everybody is where everybody's supposed to be. Not an easy task, I would think. No. Uh, in fact, um, yeah, there's a lot of, in fact, we forgot, um, I can't believe I'm telling you this, but there's a whole section <laughs> where they're talking on the couch where we forgot to put the camera behind the couch and we had to digitally add it for some of it. It's there really in some scenes, but in other scenes we had to add it digitally. And I was really nervous, but it looked really good. I, you couldn't tell. So yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, it's, it, it was, but luckily we had a wonderful crew and uh, yes. <laughs> what about, uh, there's something about using horror during the Christmas season that's becoming very popular again. And we was always there, but uh, it's really kind of, uh, you know, there's a few more movies this year than there were last year about that. Yeah. That aspect of it. You know, it's a good question. I haven't really thought about it. And, and also I don't think it's coming from a place of people not liking Christmas. I think like, I love Christmas sincerely and I like elf and I like Christmas music. I love all that, but I think, here's my theory out of nowhere is we're now in peak TV. So everyone is getting more and more exposed to more and more television and movies. So I think audiences are getting more into uh, new flavor combinations, you know, like horror and Christmas that their taste is, is going that way just to, to liven things up. Like how, in culinary terms, you might want to add wasabi to mashed potatoes or something just to add something, you know, something like that. That's my theory. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I always ask this of films that use quite a bit of blood. Uh, was this uh, was this at least a gallon or more than that? Oh, I'm sure more <laughs> than a gallon. Um, <laughs> yes. And a, a variety of colors, which was fun to do as well. <laughs> One of my favorite segments was the little guy in the fireplace. I thought that was really, really, really wild. Oh, and, thank you. Uh, and it, one of those things in the movie where it comes out of nowhere and and there it is, you know. So uh, that was uh, that was wild. And obviously there's some special effects involved with that. And uh, and the use of the elevator was really interesting, too. Y yes. And the the elevator was partly my daughter's idea. She gave me the idea of a elevator with a fireplace in it that would go to other fireplaces, which is a huge idea. I'm like, I immediately said, yes, I'm taking that right now. That's a great idea. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So this is going to be on Adult Swim. So that's a good partnership because they, everything they do always um, kind of winks at the audience a little bit and has fun with the audience. Uh, so this one certainly fits that mold. What's it oh, like good. to uh, partner up with them? Uh, well, it's uh, it's heaven. It's heaven. Uh, Tony. <laughs> I've, been, I've been working with him a long time. It's uh, I I I will work with them as long as I can. I I I because I'm a fan of the other work they do. I just yeah. think they do, like I, I'm just I love what they do. Uh, so it, it it's been a dream, and they're my friends now. So yes, it's great. And I work for other companies too, but yeah, yes. Adult Swim is sort of like my my family at home, sort of. <laughs> uh, did you work on the short treks for Star Trek? I did. I really love those, by the way. Those were fantastic. I, I, Thank you. They were. They, I mean, there was no series going on at the time, so it was like a perfect bridge to when they premiered. All oh, amazing. Uh, I mean, 
Spock's first day. I mean, we obviously never seen that before. So that was really cool. And um, the one where uh, Aldous Hodge is on the Enterprise by himself, I thought that was really, really cool. Talk about yes. that experience. What was that like for you? It was great. Um, Alex Kurtzman uh, reached out because of uh, who's who kind of oversees that property. Yeah. Uh, very kindly reached. He saw Cheddar Goblin in Mandy, the movie Mandy, and was inspired and asked me to do a Tribbles commercial for the uh, origin story of Tribbles um, with John Benjamin. Uh, and we've become very friendly since and have been talking about uh, doing another uh, Star Trek thing together. But yeah, they, they're great. And those, I agree with the, those shorts just allow you to explore different things and, and they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Mandy, was that, I, I believe that the, uh, the Legion M was partly responsible for that. Yes. For, yes. Yeah. That was, I, I, I remember being at Comic-Con and seeing the posters for all the movies and big, nice, big one there for Mandy uh, with uh, Mr. Cage, right? Yes. Mr. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a wild concept too. That was a cool. Yeah, I love that. I, I that's a. I didn't get to see that movie until it was done. I I do a small part of it, and yeah, I love that movie so much. Even if I wasn't involved, I'd be a super fan of that movie and everything Panos Co- Cosmatos does. What's up for you next? Oh, that well, I'm writing another movie because I've got the bug now, and I have a couple of TV pilots. Uh, that I'm working on. Uh, so knock on wood, you'll see a few things from me next year. Okay. All right. Well, happy holidays, and I'll never see the Yule Log the same way again. <laughs> There's another blurb. <laughs> the Yule Log will run on Adult Swim. Check it out. Try it out on a holiday gathering. Happy holidays. This is Tony Tolado. <laughs>